Hello friends and what is up? I am Daryl Smart and welcome to episode 24 of Smart Sports Podcast. I hope you're all having a great week so far. And to my American friends and family, happy Thanksgiving. This week on the podcast, our guest doesn't need an introduction, but he's getting one anyways. He's one of our local Norfolk pros who played 310 NHL games for the Rangers, Blackhawks, and Penguins, plus 353 more professional games all over North America and Finland. But more importantly, Ryan Vandenbush has and continues to do great things in our community. And in this episode, he's going to be talking about one of those things, sticks and picks. Bushy, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, So, uh, big news for you guys. Uh, your your big project is Sticks and Picks. And this week, you guys have some pretty exciting news. And instead of me talking about it, I might as well get you talking about uh, just the exciting news that Sticks and Picks has this week. Yeah, yeah, we've uh, got some funds in the uh, in the bank that we want to kind of carefully disperse, and and we thought of uh, we're going to do two grants of up to five thousand uh, dollars. They've been created for both music and hockey programs. So so basically, if there's an existing program out there that needs some more uh, funding to keep it going, or if somebody wants to start a new program, uh, will be a you know, hockey or music. Uh, there's there's some up to five thousand dollars for each one, and and possibly more. So. Um, we just want to get that out there and, and uh, keep our, our kids, our youth, active in, in the county. Absolutely, and it's and it's a great cause. And having been to the, your first gala, it was just an amazing event. And maybe you could talk or just explain to the listeners just about sticks and picks and what is it exactly? Yeah, so sticks and picks is a uh, a charity that was formed in Norfolk County. Um, it, it's 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 uh, basically, it's developing grassroots hockey and music within our own community here. So, you know, we're focused on kids between the ages of six and, and ten or twelve, right in around that area. And um, you know, we've implemented the Bowerfordship program, allowing you know kids that are between those ages to, to you know just to, to spend $199, and you get all your equipment, uh, including your helmets and your sticks and your skates, and you get six on ice ice sessions. Um, with uh, and the counties uh, have stepped up and, and, and uh, organized the volunteers to help out. Uh, I was out there doing it myself, but it's kind of tough now that both my kids are in hockey all over the place. So, um, <laughs> but we got a good uh, team in place here to keep those programs going, and um, we're looking to do more. On the music side of things too, we we did the uh, um, lessons out here in music in Simcoe, mm-hmm. and uh, we're continuing to do that. We can take applications on that as well. Yeah, and this program here, uh, the, the new grant funding for, you know, to help an existing program or to start a new one, uh, the application for the funding can be found on our website at sticksandpicks.com, and the deadline for the application is uh, January 1st, 2020. That's awesome stuff. And what what kind of music programs? You, you touched on uh, Erie Music taking advantage of it, but what other kind of music programs are out there that have taken advantage of uh, the Sticks and Picks program? Well, um, so the music program is, is through um, Erie Music, so they do lessons there, and we fund the lessons. Uh, you know, you have to show that you, you make X amount of dollars or, or less, and then, you know, you qualify. So we want to touch the people that, you know, can't, you know, that want to get their kids in some uh, extracurricular activities, but maybe not have the funding for it. So it's very important, I think, to get these kids into something when they're young, and then they, they have that tool for when, they're, when they get older. And, you know, I look back, I was very fortunate, and my, you know, my parents 
put me into hockey and, and that kept me busy as a youth and, and it probably kept me out of a lot of the trouble too so um, <laughs> yeah. you know it kept me active and, and you know kept me you know basically working out and learning how to work as, as a team working with other teammates and being accountable trying to be on time and creating uh you know young young uh, men and women early and, and teaching them discipline and accountability at a young age i think is going to help transfer them into the real world and help them out later on in life absolutely and i know there's a lot of talk out there especially the last couple of weeks with the, what's gone on or what's been said in the in media or on talk shows, especially about hockey and its culture and stuff. And I think, but what is really missed, I think, and you touched on it right there, is just what hockey actually does for a child or, or even a teen or a, a person of any age about that accountability and time management skills and uh, just all those attributes, uh, camaraderie, everything, right? Well, you learn so many skill sets when you're young. You don't even realize you're learning them until you get out of the game and you look back and you're like, well, geez, the real world, there's no different. And it's not just hockey. Like you said, it's it's every team sport. That's why I'm a big believer in team sports and getting into them when you're young because you learn all that kind of stuff. And for that lady to paint uh, paint a paintbrush, you know, paint everybody with the same paintbrush is is ridiculous, Uh, you know, the, the culture of hockey. You know, you know, there might be some kids and and uh, in on some teams, you know, the other time that are kind of hard to control. But you mm-hmm. know, that's what the coach is there. And if you have a good coach, you're gonna you're gonna you know teach that kid to be accountable for what comes out of his mouth and the actions that he does. So absolutely, um, you know, not everybody's perfect, and, and there's some bad things that happen in, in any sport. Or I'm sure the same thing happens in music or any other profession. But mm-hmm. the bottom line is, you learn from your mistakes and you move on. Exactly, and even on the other side, uh, especially with the Calgary Flames, there's stuff on the other side of the 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 spectrum where in the coaching ranks there might be a culture difference there and and, and again it's the players now that are holding the co- coaches accountable and people speaking out so and that actually says a lot about those players as well I would say and just those lessons that they learned regardless of what's gone on or what's been said to them they've learned those lessons before or after in hockey yeah. to, to kind of have the courage to speak out Right, and then not many people are going to be speaking out when they're still playing. Absolutely, <laughs> that's a quick exit to the door. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I, I, I look back at uh, you know some of the things that were, you know, I played major junior A in Cornwall and and uh, in Guelph, and you know played fourteen years pro hockey. And, um, yeah, I've had a lot of coaches, and there's a yeah. lot of different personalities out there. Um, and you know, every coach is different. They try to get their team motivated. You know, they all have one thing in common: they want to win games. And yeah. And that's, that's basically it. But, you know, is that the expense of completely ridiculing a, a kid? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I I tell you one thing. Some of the things that I had to happen to me when I was playing, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I hear you, man. I never, hear you. That would never happen today. For <laughs> sure. But, you know, it can make it or break it, too. So everyone's a little different. It's up to the coach. You know, everyone's personality is different, and you got to figure out how to motivate uh, each one. And, 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 you know, being physical is not a way or being a uh, verbally abusive to uh, a player is not a way either so absolutely and, and i know for myself hockey taught perseverance how many times did i get cut i i, I was cut so many bloody times but i i still got to kind of where i wanted to go but it, it really taught perseverance just into the real world too like you said well so. that, that's the thing like you know people are you know you know afraid of a failure, or, or sometimes they're afraid to win. And, and, and what I tell my kids when I was coaching, I'm like, I don't care if you win 10-1 or lose 10-1. All I care about is you give 110% when you're on that ice. 
And, you know, if you can look at yourself in the mirror after the game and say you, you did your best, win or lose, it doesn't matter as long as you did your best. So that's the message we want to send across to our youth here in, in the county. And whether it's, uh, you know, in music or hockey or football or badminton or whatever it is. Absolutely. Um, just go out there and have some fun and, and do your best and, and, and the cards will always lay. And if you really want to pursue something, you just never give up. Exactly. Uh, keep it on. And it's funny because that's a lesson I know, having covered you in the coaching ranks, you've said the exact same message to your minor hockey teams as you did when you coached junior hockey. So that says a lot about just that <laughs> that message, right? Yeah. And, and you know, being accountable, like like I said, we talked about earlier, it's just, you know, you're going to learn that in the real world. Yeah. You're learning a lot of transferable skills playing team sports as a youth, and it's just going to help you later on in life. I really believe that. Absolutely. Now we're going to go back to sticks and picks after that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and just how did it all start? Well, um, I uh, was starting to do some festivals in I, uh, my place, and, and I, I don't know. I, there's always a, I always wanted to kind of give back to the community. I feel like mm-hmm. the community was good to me, and um, I just kind of wanted to start something, start a foundation. So I... Um, I, I thought of six and picks. I, I love music and I, and I love hockey, and those are the two focus areas. I mean, there's there's other areas that we help out people too. Like we'll get random emails or calls for someone needing a little bit of money for this or that, and you know we'll just we'll take it back to our board of directors and we'll go over it and we'll decide whether we're going to do it or not. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how it started, and then um, you know I, I just I decided I had a good ring to it too, and kind of designed a logo and got the Chicago Blackhawk colors in there, and <laughs> and I launched it. What, uh, what memories of music? Of, what memories of music do you have? Uh, well, I, I, I'm um, I was always a music guy in the room, so yeah. you know a lot of times I I um, play I, I control the music. So <laughs> you know it, it was different when you first walk into the room as opposed to just before you shut it off and getting ready for game time. Yeah, yeah. So I got CDs made up at the time or your early days it was it was tapes, right? Then, <laughs> You're uh, a mixtape guy. Yeah, and, and uh, in Chicago I always. Exactly, and uh, and again, it could get you in the right frame of mind as well. That's right. It certainly yeah. helped me out. Oh, uh, that's for sure, and, and it's so funny. Some of the best, like some of the music I played, real heavy stuff. But oh well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. We had, I had that conversation with uh, the sixty-year-old guys that I played hockey with on Monday. It was actually funny as they were talking about music in the dressing room and stuff like that, and I was like, I. I used to listen to the heavy stuff, and then all of a sudden, I started listening to to nature CDs to calm myself down before I came. <laughs> That's what I'm doing now. Absolutely. God, I listen to the heavy stuff now. I get a headache. Uh, nature CDs, exactly. it is right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But music is great because it just brings you back to a certain time in your life. You hear an old song from way back, I'm like, whoa, you know exactly what you're doing when that song came out. Darn right. That's for sure. Uh, my, well, we're on the top of your music. Favorite song. There's so many. I, I like all genres too. Like I, I can, I, I just I listen to everything. But probably yeah. what I mostly listen to is alternative rock. I I love the hip. The hip you can't go wrong with the hip. Yeah. But uh, you know, as far as heavy music, I like Disturbed. You know, Down with the Sickness or Godsmack, things like that. Metallica, nice. I can't go wrong with Metallica. But just everyday music is just probably alternative rock. Awesome. So what uh, what is the vision for Sticks and Picks when you when you first had this idea, and, and you probably had 
a bunch of ideas. What what was your vision for it, and and what did, what did you see in the county that you that was a need? Well, there there's a lot of youth. You know, um, I, I feel like the the hockey registration numbers have been declining over the last number of years. Yep. I'm not, and there's a couple of different reasons. I'm sure you know between money and the time commitment. And I, I'm a big believer in um, you know nobody should not be able to play hockey because they can't afford it, or nobody should not be able to get into music lessons because they can't afford it. So Absolutely. We want to be a sustainable uh, charitable foundation for those main reasons right there. Mm-hmm. You don't want to leave a kid behind. Like you said, no, absolutely not. So uh, the more awareness that we can bring out to the rest of the community uh, via, you know, like what you're doing with the podcast and, mm-hmm. and papers and, and radio, I think it's good good to know that there's other options out there for for families that may be struggling. How has the response been within the community? How how many years have you been doing it again? Sorry. Well, we did our launch. Uh, good question. When was that? Um, we did it at the Burning Kill Winery. And we had Red Kelly as our as our main guest. That was an and amazing we had one. A, yeah, we had Jim Gregory too. Yeah, uh, that one and Blakey and Emerson and Colomore um, um, and Wilson. Those guys were there. Uh, so that was I'm trying to think. Was it 2016? I think it I might have been three years there. ago. Yeah, three four yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and then we did our most recent one, uh, uh, 2018 fall 2018. Nice. So, so what yeah. what do you do to try and raise the funds for it? Well, uh, what do we do? Um, we we have a, an artist come in, David Arrigo. We we paint a portrait of uh, he paints a portrait of one of the, uh, the main guests at our at our um, hot stove lounge, I guess you can call it, mm-hmm. and uh, we auction it off. And then we have other uh, prizes that are donated by other businesses that we you know silent auction or um, you know live auction with a few items. And then people you know really they go they go email in and say, you know, I, I don't want any credit for this, and here's uh, X amount of dollars to put towards Six and Pick. So that's awesome. you do the right thing, we know you're going to do the right thing with it. So uh, it, it's pretty amazing, actually, you know, what people do around here quietly, mm-hmm. and um, and we thank them for that very much. And you got to really have a nice feeling of satisfaction when someone does that because and again it's pretty norfolk typical norfolk thing to do they, they don't you don't want the recognition you know what i mean no no this is uh it, it's all about the kids I, yeah. i'm a big believer in getting those youth into something that they really enjoy and you know if you never try you never know if you like it or not right so mm-hmm. if you can get some funding for it to help out with that and at least try it out um then then you know maybe you got something so and if it's not that sport maybe it's something else that they want to try right but at least they tried it Exactly. That's the main thing. Oh, what have you seen uh, just out of the kids taking advantage of the program? Uh, obviously the smiles and everything, but uh, what have you seen firsthand uh, through the first shift program especially? Have you have well, you I seen a translation I've... into more numbers? Yeah, yeah, there, there is. And there, there's, I, I think the county has been tracking that. Um, well, I know Battle First Shift has been tracking that. So overall throughout the country of Canada, Eighty-three um, percent of the kids that sign up for um, uh, sticks and or not sticks and picks for the Battle First Ship program, eighty-three mm-hmm. percent of them will go on to register for minor hockey the following year. So that's pretty huge, I think. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we're hitting those numbers here in Norfolk County. I, I know after the first couple of years we tracked it, and we were hitting right around the eighty percent mark that we went on the register for minor hockey. So I think that that's huge to to get that out there and, and help with the minor hockey numbers. And you know we can create our own. 
uh, getting, I'm kind of changing the subject a little bit, but, you know, I, I understand there's a partnership now between yep. uh, uh, Port Dover, Waterford, and Simcoe. So we can talk about that, that all day if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think it's, it's a good move. It's, yeah. it's going to be a struggle probably for the older teens, like the band midget age groups, Yeah, but it's going to really benefit the new, younger groups coming in especially if we continue to grow the game of hockey within our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we can have a pretty solid A, eventually double A, maybe even a possible triple A years down the road. Yeah. But um, I, I think it's, people don't really understand what's going on with that, and I think it's going to be a lot more travel. But if your kid wants to play a higher level of hockey than in their local league area, it, they'll travel uh, they anyways. They'll go to Brantford now, right? So yeah. our kids that live in Delhi, they can go to Woodstock, I think, or... Yep. Or, um, you know, and out in that Atlanta, they can go to Woodstock too. So even Dover I to Hamilton, it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and you know, you know, our, my kid was going to Brantford, and well before my kid got into hockey, I kind of wanted to start this thing because yeah. I said, "All right, you know, I don't want to drive to Brantford. I'd rather just keep our kids in Norfolk County. Oh heck and yeah, create our own A team there. So we have a lot of kids from Norfolk County that go outside of our community to play a higher level. I can understand if it's Triple A. Uh, but if you're going to play single or double A, I mean, why can't we do that in our own community? So if, if we, and we can do that if we get all five centers mm-hmm. on board. But we got three of the five on board, so that's a start. I think that's a good thing. And uh, you've been following it along with so have I pretty closely. And what have you th- what have you thought about the process so far? I mean, we might as well talk about what you hear. Well, it's, it's a long process. It started probably 25 years ago by, by uh, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, uh, yep. Back in the day, and then it died, and then I kind of got the bug going again about maybe five, six, seven, eight years ago before my kids got it. Uh, yeah, probably about eight years ago at least. And and I wrote a I wrote a column again. about five, four or five years ago about it too. And yeah, uh, with your quotes, yeah. Time. And then um, you know I, I give credit to uh, I kind of got brought back up again. Uh, Gord Mail has kind of been spearheading this project, and and uh, so it's come to fruition uh, so far. So. It's a two-year program. We're going to try it up two years. They can change it, but I really believe it's, there's going to be some growing pains in those first two years. Are going to be oh, absolutely. Issues for the band. And so I, I would hate for it to, for them to cancel after two years. That you got to really just plow through it and get to that third year and you'll see improvement. I'm really positive about that. Well, I, I totally agree. And, and again, growing pains are growing pains. And I know yeah. when, when Simcoe went through their process of going to the Niagara League, I, I, I forget how long they were there for uh they they went single a i believe it was and it was it was a process where the the travel almost killed a lot of the the parents pretty much and, well you still got yeah. to travel like you still got to travel at house league and, and well and, exactly and hockey locally we're still going to tavistock oh crap you're going to twin center, center for local league yeah games. kitchener it's just, just nuts so at least when you you know if you're playing uh, single A in Brantford or Woodstock, your all your home games and practices are there. Yeah. At least in Norfolk County, you, you're practicing in your home game in Norfolk County. So, so what? You got an away game, you know, an hour and a half away. It's not that big of a deal, really. Mm-hmm. You get quality time in the car with your family. Well, and it's, uh, well, exactly. And some of my favorite memories with my daughter. She didn't play hockey. She played travel basketball. And some oh, yep. of my favorite memories are the, those road trips. And I, I'm assuming same with you with your two kids. Absolutely. Get their homework done in the car and yep. play some music or whatever, you know, have some good conversations, or sometimes they don't speak at all. <laughs> <laughs> especially when they get older, eh? Especially when they get older. She listens to her music, so. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. So if you had a, had a message to some of the, the parents that are on the fence about this thing, uh, what would your message be? 
it's all about having fun, number one, in development. Yeah. And the way it's set up now is, you know, there's always two or three kids on each team that are touching the puck way more than the others. So you, you, you get those two or three kids on the one team, and you form a, an, a, an A team. And if your little Johnny doesn't make that A team, you, you still can play local league hockey in your own community. Yeah. And some people get upset because their little Johnny might not make their local rep team. But, you know, that's just life. You know, go out there and just your, your kid is going to develop with his peers so exactly now if he doesn't make that a team then he'll be with people that are his level and he'll be touching the puck more those kids are going to improve more and the kids that are a little bit um uh, more advanced they're going to improve more too yeah so I, I think it's all about development and having fun and you know learning life skills uh, later on perfect and, and it's nice to see and again it's really nice to see that uh, minor hockey in the area is on the right track with this yeah, I think so. We'll see how it goes. Perfect. And before I let you go, we'll put another plug in for Sticks and Picks. And just to maybe tell the listeners how you can donate or how you can get more information about Sticks and Picks. Yeah, so uh, you can go to our website, sticksandpicks.com, S-T-I-X, the letter N, and P-I-X.com. And on there there's an application if you want to put an application in to, to start your own um, uh organization to, to help the youth, uh, whether it be through hockey or music or whatever, um, and then uh, so go on there for that, and then you can submit it through there, and then it goes back to our board of directors, and we'll uh, pick a winner. We have until January 1st to, to look at all those applications, um, so yeah, go out there, check it out, and uh, see what's available. That's awesome, and first shift, uh, are there any deadlines with that? be posted on our website too if not um, I'll be getting a hold of the county and, and they, they actually have it in their in their uh, newscast as well and then uh, we'll just copy that and put it on our website okay, so I'm not yeah. exactly sure the dates but I want to see any dates I don't know for sure so. perfect and if uh, if I can find it I'll post it uh, just below on the, on the podcast that'd be awesome Bushy it was a pleasure having you and thanks for joining us really, so really enjoyed having it. you man Right on. Shoutouts. First shoutout goes out to Jonah Cochran, Keegan Demota, Ryan Van Natten, and Brandon DeLaz. These four local hockey players who sued up for the Brantford 99ers took part in the annual Minor Hockey Alliance of Ontario All-Star Games this past weekend in Woodstock. Ryan, who is from Simcoe, and Brandon from Tilsonburg played in the Minor Midget game, while Jonah and Keegan, both from Simcoe, played in the Midget Showcase. The next shout-out goes out to Teeterville's Shane Bergman. The Calgary Stampeders offensive lineman was not only his team's O-lineman of the year, but was named to the Canadian Football League's All-Star team. Congratulations, Shane. It's great to see all that hard work being rewarded. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. It really is appreciated. Make sure to check out the Smart Sports Podcast Facebook page, where there is much more local sports news. If you'd like to get the word out about your team or league, make sure to drop us a line. We'll do our best to post about your results, news, or event. Also, hit those like and share buttons so we can truly make Smart Sports Podcast the place for all things local sports. Thanks so much for listening. I am Daryl Smart, and I will talk to you later.